This is the Hour of Power with Ben and Courtney. Welcome back to the Power Pod. This is episode 20, and we are going to title this episode The Four A's of a Rescue. So, if this is your first episode and you're tuning in for the first time, just for a little bit of context, I was a swimming coach for 15 years. That's almost half my life. And part of the swimming coach accreditation is the aquatic emergency and rescue training. So as a swimming coach, it is my job to train athletes for competitions. But the primary basis for knowledge on how to swim is to actually have the knowledge and physical skill to survive in any aquatic situation you find yourself in. I'm presenting the four A's of a rescue because this is a simple code for what to do in any stressful or confronting scenario that you may find yourself in. And I have used these four A's in all areas of my life because it's such an easy code to remember and it's helped me actually maneuver from a disempowering position to a position where I feel capable and more in harmony with my surroundings. So here is the four A's, just a very simple code. The first A, awareness. The second A, assessment. The third A, action. The fourth, aftercare. So awareness, assessment, action, aftercare. Simplified for you to remember every time or how to have a victory in your life. We're going to break down this code and go through it with you. And as you're listening, just have a think about wherever you're at or whatever situation you're finding yourself in. And as we're talking, just see what brings up any thoughts or any kind of help that this may have for you. So going back to the first A, the first A stands for awareness. Awareness meaning recognizing a situation that could escalate and accepting responsibility for it. Just to draw some context as well, an aquatic situation, people don't drown immediately. It's like an escalation where people attempt to extend themselves beyond their capabilities. So this fear and panic starts an adrenaline rush and it causes the body to try and respond with a fight or flight response. So we're going to apply this to everyday situation where we do try to extend ourselves in life, um, thinking that we have what it takes to take that one step further into the deep end. And sometimes we find ourselves in a bit of a struggle and we realize we haven't got the mental and physical training just yet to manage the situation. Just as some examples of overwhelming situations that like we're kind of drowning in or feeling like we're overwhelmed, I've jotted down some little dot points here. Actually, Ben can read some out because these are situations that I think everybody goes through and can relate to. So what we've got here is forcing yourself to work in a job that you don't enjoy just to pay a mortgage and live a certain lifestyle, taking a job for less pay than I know I deserve and struggling then to renegotiate the situation, parenting a child that willfully disobeys, avoiding conversation with someone because I'm afraid of upsetting them, That's probably a big one that at least resonates with me. Uh, Being in a relationship and not knowing how to manage confrontation. Just some dot points and examples of stressful situations that can become overwhelming. And you know for yourself as you're listening what situations you've been in or are facing now even in the present that can sometimes feel like we're treading water We're going a little bit deeper and we need to be aware of what the situation is so that we can best manage ourselves in it. And my training has taught me all the noticeable signs of stress. It can progress to serious signs of distress. 
And this starts to actually take a toll on our body. So if you are in a situation in which your body is having a response with pumping adrenaline or noradrenaline, what happens to your body is it starts to store the stress, whether it be in your muscles or certain areas of your body. So let's shift into the first person for a second here and ask, is there something happening in my body I need to acknowledge? These are some curious signs that should pique our awareness. So things like, do I grind my teeth during the night? Do I experience frequent headaches? Or are my hips and my hamstrings unusually tight? Why do I get the flu all the time? Or even just something simple of, do I hold my breath or do I take small breaths? Do I find myself kind of crunched over, hunched over when I'm sitting at my desk or <laughs> Ben sits up straight? Or am I taking nice deep breaths into my lungs and my chest cavity? Having a think and being aware of what's happening in your body. And let's get a bit curious. Another example is chronic muscle pain in specific areas of the body. Long-term chronic muscle pain can be irritating. So let's have a think about, am I storing stress in this particular area? Are there any long-term injuries that continue to plague me? In my outside surroundings, am I unorganized and chaotic in my living and working spaces? Is there an accumulation of personal items and belongings starting to build up in certain rooms of my house or my study? Also, maybe even having a scattered mindset, so not being able to focus on the present moment and having too many thoughts of what's going to happen in the future or What's going to happen if I do this and casting your mind too far forward and feeling anxious? So these are some dot points in which, you know, you even may be feeling or experiencing and we're just bringing some awareness to this because as soon as we are aware, we can then make an assessment. And this brings us to our second point. So some curious signs that should be piquing our awareness. What is happening in our body? And have we asked ourselves, why is our body behaving like this? Because the body only performs what the mind tells it to do. The second A, what is assessment? I'm going to read this statement and pay attention to hopefully what it brings up for you. Everyone behaves according to how the world occurs to them. So self-leadership is the ability to separate the event from my perception of the event. Is that feelings flow from our perception. So we feel a certain way not because of the event but because of what we think about the event. And three, our behaviour results from how we feel and it can contribute to the event. So making an informed judgement about the event and this is what the second A assessment is about as soon as I recognise the situation and decide I need to act, it is the assessment and action steps that become so important in breaking any cycle of panic or stress that is accumulating in your life. So the statements that Ben just read out, again, I'll repeat, everyone behaves according to how the world occurs to them. And this should be a freeing statement because suddenly you can have a real awareness moment around how you're behaving and feeling in a situation in your life that you can actually separate yourself from, okay, this is how I feel. I'm going to acknowledge this and it's actually storing up in my body and that's where I'm feeling that point of stress in my body. And then we can acknowledge that and then move forward and assess 
what can we actually do about this? So we're going to break down this ball of stress that I'm feeling by acknowledging how I feel and asking what is making me feel this way. There are many situations and variety of scenarios that can cause stress to us as individuals and that's very variable and you guys have all felt something along the way. So maybe bring that picture into your mind as we're applying these principles. So still under that second A of assessment, I just want to go back and draw the analogy of the aquatic rescue. So in an aquatic rescue, the rescuer needs to look at the environment and consider why the person is in trouble. So every rescue situation is unique, but where possible, they should consider water depth, the temperature, the wind, waves, currents, and visibility. See all these factors which can actually escalate the degree of urgency. So finally, but equally important, you also need to consider your own ability. So what you have, your knowledge, your skills, your fitness, your judgment with regard to the above factors. So when you're reflecting on your own ability and your own training for any scenario that you're in, you should also consider what other resources are available. Are there people that can help speak into your situation or can help give you a different perspective as well? And essentially, you as the person in the scenario need to gather as much information as possible in an appropriate time frame so that you can also ask yourself the fundamental question, can I successfully perform a rescue? In this situation, the rescue is, or the rescuer is you, and you're the person that needs to be rescued from this situation. So if the answer is yes, then the third A comes into, into play, and the third A stands for action. Yes, so action, once a potential rescuer has recognised a situation and decided that they need to act, it is the assessment and action steps that become so important in ensuring your own safety while executing a successful rescue. So Courtney would say then that you've got to develop a plan and affect the rescue. And again, we're using the analogy of the aquatic rescue because this four A's, it's applied everywhere. So thinking about your own personal situations and where you're at, if you are aware of the situation, you've made an assessment about the situation, there needs to be some steps of action to break the cycle or to have a different outcome. Sometimes people go to step 20 and they say, my job is stressing me out, I'm going to quit my job. That sometimes is not a wise decision straight away to go to step 20. We need to go to step one. What is action step one? Action step two? Action step three. So you've got to break down the actual steps for how to break this cycle or how to maneuver your situation into a place of being empowered. What is step one for you? That is the question. So if, for example, you're in a job that is stressing you out or you're in a place where there are people that need to be confronted and talked to, what is your step one? Then figure out, okay, step one, tick, I've done that. What is my step two? Step three, four, and so on. And it's always these small actions that make a huge difference. And sometimes we start to feel a bit of panic and fear what is everyone going to say? What is everyone going to think? Or how is this going to affect me? And sometimes we've got to put that aside. So going back to your assessment, assessment step on the second A and think about the situation and separate it from our feelings. If you're not doing what you're meant to be doing, your mind knows it and your body knows it. 
And this is why the stress and these cycles are occurring. Going back to the third A being action. What is so important in ensuring your own safety while executing this successful outcome is developing the plan and then affecting the plan. So actually actioning as well. The fourth A we come to is aftercare. You've gone through your steps of this is what I need to action to have a successful outcome or even to change my scenario. Aftercare, let's be kind to ourselves. So if you think about an aquatic rescue, after you've rescued someone from the water, they're feeling panicked, they're feeling stressed, how do you calm down from that? How do you help that person? And think about that for your own individual circumstance. How can you be kind to yourself and encourage yourself and affirm yourself if you're going through a scenario which is going to require some significant steps of action. So we have recorded previous episodes on what fear is and how fear and stress damages your body over time. And just for a quick recap, this fear and stress increases your adrenaline and your noradrenaline circulating through your body and your bloodstream. And over time, it's terrible for your body to be in a state of fight or flight with the adrenaline and noradrenaline hormones running through your body. And it's going to pop up in areas in which you realize I'm not just holding tightness, but again, chronic injuries, chronic illnesses. So we're dialoguing this just for a moment of awareness, a moment of freedom. So these initial stages in the body won't manifest the stress instead of paying for mouth guards because your teeth are grinding or constantly visiting the Cairo because you need to have your back readjusted and cracked. Let's do this deep dive in what could be causing your body to clench up and become strained in the first place? And if left ignored, all these roots of stress can just keep occurring in different problems and, and they just don't disappear. The four A's of the rescue. You are the rescuee and your own savior. So you are the one that can action these steps. Number one, let's recap. Awareness, assessment, action, aftercare. So we hope that encourages you that you are able to apply something so simple as aquatic rescue code to everyday life situations. We just love to hear your feedback, love to hear how these circumstances are switching up and changing for you, getting growth and empowerment from that. So hope that encourages you guys and stay tuned for the next episode.